You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to, like usual. We're going to talk a little bit about all the things going on in college football. Is BYU's time as a top 25 team going to be a limited run this season? We'll discuss that on today's show. We'll also get to the news around BYU basketball and college basketball by extension. They officially know when they'll be able to tip off their season for now, and we'll examine that as well as we have the kickoff time for BYU and Louisiana Tech on a Friday night on October 2nd. So we'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. It's brought to you today by our good friends over at rockauto.com. We'll tell you a little bit more about them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for September 17th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Uh, one thing before we get going here is to remind you guys to make sure that hit that follow or subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode of this show. We love talking BYU sports with you guys each and every day, and we are coming to you a little bit later on a Thursday, and apologies for that. Had some other things that precluded me from recording when I normally do, but Starting off today's show, yesterday you may have seen it was a bevy of news with regards to programs and conferences who had decided, you know what, we're going to punt on the fall football season and we're going to look to play in the spring or the winter, etc. Well, the Big Ten has reversed course officially and will open their season on October 24th. Uh, they are planning on playing eight games in eight weeks. I think it's very ambitious. Do I think that all 14 teams in the Big Ten Conference will play all eight games in just eight weeks? Not a chance in hell. I don't think so. I, I think that there are going to be programs who have to see games canceled. But you're going to hope, I think, if you're the Big Ten, to have teams like Ohio State, who is considered a legitimate national title contender, play all eight of your games, hopefully go 7-1 and or 8-0, and and then make the college football playoff. Uh, I'm not going to lie, folks. I really look at this and what has happened over the past 24 hours because the Big Ten officially is coming back. There have been multiple... Uh, new revelations inside the Pac-12 that they're targeting a late October startup date themselves. The Mountain West Conference is saying, hey, we're examining things right now for a potential late fall return with a chance to play ahead of the college football playoff. I have to say, looking at all of this, it's pretty disingenuous of what they were saying originally and now what they're saying now. Because it's all going to show that the almighty dollar rules all. I understand that the quote-unquote science behind everything with regards to COVID-19 has changed. The rapid testing programs, especially for the Pac-12 with, is it Quibble is the company that they're working with? They'll be able to test every day and have results in 15 minutes. That is a game changer. There's no doubt about that. But when you go out there and start spewing that you're postponing the season in the best interest of your student-athletes for their health and safety, and then and realize what 29 days later, I think officially since uh, Kevin Warren in particular, the Big Ten commissioner said that no, we will not revisit the fall season at all. We're not revisiting that. Well, yeah, just over four weeks later, officially four weeks yesterday, excuse me, makes the announcement. Well, we're going to play again. Okay. 
it's just it comes off as hollow and it means to me that uh, college football is ruled by the almighty dollar and these college football programs and athletic departments by extension realize how much money they actually were going to miss out on and all of a sudden rationalize you know what everything looks good on our end all of a sudden just weeks later after we were freaking about myocarditis and who knows what else they were freaking out about it seemed like every other day there was something else that was coming out I'm not trying to come out here and attack conferences like the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I'm just trying to go to say that it just doesn't look good for conferences like this who step out there, are proclaiming they're in the best interest of the student-athletes, and all of a sudden, you know what, four weeks later, oh crap, we're looking at 60, 70, 80, 100 million dollar shortfalls. Hey, um, football's actually okay to be played, you know, it's, we've figured things out now. Okay, whatever. Just admit that amateurism is a farce. The NCAA needs to admit that name, image, and likeness it needs to happen to allow these student athletes to benefit from what they're doing. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, folks, that you're going out there saying these student athletes, yes, they are getting value for their education. There's no doubt about that. But when you have billions with a B being made off the backs of these student athletes, guess what? They can des- they deserve and they also can have the ability, I believe, to make more money than they're already currently getting and benefiting from. So I just look at this, and one additional thing with bringing this closer to home with BYU is, well, now with the Big Ten officially announcing they're beginning their season right away, or not right away, but just in over a month, BYU's time in the top 25 may be limited here, folks. And that's disappointing because we thought BYU, with the chance of having only, what, 74 teams, if I'm not mistaken, playing football this fall originally, the Cougars were thought of, okay, they're a top 25 team. Well, now if you include back the two other Power 5 conferences who were originally going to sit out in both the Big Ten and the Pac-12, all of a sudden the AP poll voters and the other polls that are out there, the coaches poll, are going to go right back to favoring the Power 5. It's simple as that folks you can quibble with it if you want but that's what I expect to happen. The one thing I think that could help BYU in this instance is they get everything with their COVID situation under control, and by all accounts, they're working on that, and the expectation is that they will be back on the field Monday working out as a team rather than having individual workouts this week and get ready for their game against Troy. If BYU can go out and roll up a 6-0 and record in theory by the time that the Big Ten is kicking things off on October 24th, well, BYU probably could stay inside the top 25 if they're undefeated. That's going to take a lot of what BYU needs to avoid having done in the past in terms of their ability to go into games and seemingly lose focus and get upset by a team. You can think back to games like USF a year ago, uh, UMass in 2017. There's so many games out there that it felt like BYU is far and away the more talented team, but they let it get away from them. Kalani Satake, one of the hallmarks of his tenure as BYU's coach, has been his team's been able to get up for big games, but they seemingly slip in some of these like, what you call lower level games where the opponent is not as good as BYU has faced in other games. This year, there's no Power 5 teams to get up for. One of the best 
best teams on your schedule is going to be Louisiana Tech uh, on October 2nd. You also have uh, Troy, who's a decent program, coming up in your home opener a week from Saturday. BYU needs to focus on what they can control, and that is winning football games. And if they do win enough games this fall, I could see them staying inside the top 25. But the second you lose one or two of these games, guess what? Kiss that top 25 ranking. Bye-bye. Plain and simple. So I'm a little bit frustrated with the whole uh situation with regards to the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Mountain West and I'm not saying that I think it's it's dumb that they're coming back after what just over a month of sitting out but I do look at this and just say it's disingenuous of them to go out and proclaim that they're looking out for the health and safety of their student athletes and then when they realize how much money is actually at stake hey we're actually good to go we're getting right back to work here and just doesn't jive with me and that just may be me you guys can disagree with me feel free to reach out I'm at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter, or you can reach out to the show anytime on the other Facebook channel, our Facebook channel, our Instagram, and also the Twitter for the show at Locked On Cougars. Let me know what you think about this, but just a very interesting situation all the way around. Now, I had a couple of questions sent in to me this week with regards to this situation, one in particular from yesterday. We'll answer that here in just a moment. I also have a couple other questions that we'll get to should time permit. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've told you a lot about Rock Auto over the past few months. I can tell you this much. It is the best place to get all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need and for reliably low pricing. You go to rockauto.com. You don't have to join a membership program. You don't have to be a mechanic to get the best prices there. Everybody who goes to rockauto.com gets the same pricing and it's reliably low every day. Additionally, all the parts you order at rockauto.com or ship directly to your door. They come right to your house and they're right there for you. So you need new motor oil, you need to replace a headlight, whatever it might be. They've got every part you could ever think of from all the different manufacturers for your particular vehicle. Additionally, you go to their website, you can search it and make it very customizable to your spe- to your likings. You're looking for specific, excuse me, specific specifications for your vehicle, the part you're looking for. You want to search by price, whatever it might be, you can customize your experience at rockauto.com. I can tell you this much. It is the best way to get the auto parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. So check it out, guys. That's rockauto.com. Make sure to mention Locked On and How Did You Hear About Us box when you stop by so that way they know that we sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Let's open up the mailbag now and answer some of your guys' questions that you've sent in this week, both on social media as well as via our email address. If you want to email the show anytime, you can do so. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the address. Love hearing from you guys, getting your thoughts on things. And Ethan sent an email earlier this week. Actually, it came in yesterday, excuse me, because this relates to what happened yesterday. And he said, hey, Jake, if the Mountain West Conference and the Pac-12 do get back to playing in late October, so in theory, they open up the same weekend as the Big Ten, October 24th. Well, BYU has opening slots, open slots, excuse me, not opening slots, open slots in the month of November, November 7th, 14th, and the 28th. Currently, BYU's only game in that month is a home game against North Alabama on November 21st. And the question Ethan asked is, could BYU call up Boise State, Utah State, Utah, maybe an Arizona State, some of the teams that were on their schedule originally that were knocked off after these conferences decided, you know what? 
we're not playing football this fall and could be why you get them back on the schedule in November. I think it's a great question, Ethan, but I do think that the way things are looking right now is it looks like these conferences, speaking of the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Mountain West, are going to focus on conference-only games. It sounds like the Mountain West may not even bring back all of their teams this season, uh, teams like Hawaii with travel restrictions. The Air Force Academy apparently is not too keen on the idea of resuming a full season, etc. I look at this and I think that it would be good in theory to have BYU get a Utah State or a Boise State for a November date. It'd be fantastic, but I don't expect it to happen, Ethan. It's unfortunate because it would be nice to have a Utah play that game after it was canceled, etc. But if these go conference-only games, that means that the conferences are not about to let BYU schedule non-conference matchups with these teams. I'd like to be wrong, but I can tell you this much. There's very much some animosity still inside the conference office at the Mountain West level, and any chance they have to stick it to BYU, they're going to do it. And I, I, I mean that sincerely. I, I'm not trying just to put hyperbole out there. There is legitimate animosity and disdain for BYU still inside the Mountain West conference offices a decade after they left the conference. You would think, you know what, we've got things under control, we've moved on, but there are some petty individuals who are still around the Mountain West Conference that want nothing to do with BYU. So, I like the idea, Ethan. I really do. It would be fantastic to see a Utah State, a Boise State, or a Utah matchup, even Stanford or Arizona State. But as it stands right now, based on all the reports out there, it sounds like conference only is where these conferences are going to go. Because in the terms of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, all they're looking for is trying to get a team into the college football playoff. And they're going to focus on conference only models to assure them of getting that, if at all possible. Let's get to another question here. It comes from our good friend, Mark McCrady. Of course, Mark is actually overseas in Saudi Arabia, and Mark is Nomad Coog on Twitter, a guy who I have actually really respected for his service to our country and the armed forces and now working overseas. A cool guy all the way around. So, Mark, thanks for sending this in. But he asked the question, do you know how the nominees for the NFL Hall of Fame are determined? Because it seems to me that a guy like Todd Christensen, who was a five-time Pro Bowl and four-team All-Pro with two Super Bowl rings and led the NFL in receptions as a tight end is worthy of that distinction. Mark, I'm not 100% sure on how things go. Everything I have read on this, and I told you I would do some research on this when I responded to you on Twitter about this, is that uh, pro football writers are the ones who really kind of push things for guys in the Hall of Fame. Of course, Todd Christensen passed away at the age of 57 a while back here, and one of the great wordsmiths in terms of being on the mountain, doing a great job covering BYU football as well as Mountain West Conference football at that time, and Uh, It sounds like in reading about this that he has not just had the lobbying that other players have had lobbied for them with pro football writers. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't have Hall of Fame credentials. Uh, Reading up on this, I believe there are just over eight, maybe nine tight ends in the NFL Hall of Fame currently. And Todd Christensen's stats for his career are right up there with the best of them. Uh, He had 467 receptions during his career in 137 games, 5,872 yards, 41 touchdowns. He had three 1,000-yard seasons. You already talked about the five Pro Bowls. Uh, 
has the two Super Bowls as well. Everything about this screams Todd Christensen should be an NFL Hall of Famer. I don't know who you would need to lobby to to get his name onto the docket. I don't know if he'd have to be a quote-unquote legend selection at this point, uh, having been retired from the game for so long now. But Todd Christensen 100% deserves to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. I, reading up on this, there's actually a really good story, uh, Mark, that you may want to go check out. I may send this to you. Doug Robinson from the from the Deseret News wrote a story in September of 2018, so just over two years ago, talking about why Todd Christensen is not in the Hall of Fame. And his son, Toby, who was a good player for BYU in his own right, talked about the fact that it sounds like when the Raiders left Los Angeles for the first time to go back to Oakland, some of the sports writers down there kind of turned their back on Legend's from those teams, including a guy like Christensen. It's kind of one of the prevailing thoughts about why a guy like Todd Christensen is not in the NFL Hall of Fame. So, Mark, to answer your question, I don't know exactly why he's not in the Hall of Fame, but Todd Christensen should be an NFL Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it, especially considering what he did in his career. This is a guy who didn't really play all that much early on in his NFL career. Lost, I believe, his rookie season to injury. When he landed with the Raiders, he was relatively old by football standards, but went on to have some marvelous, marvelous seasons in his career. And just everything I look at, and I'm biased, but and I'm a 49ers fan, by the way. I'm Todd Christensen should be an NFL Hall of Famer. He's not anything. There is nothing about Todd Christensen that doesn't scream that he shouldn't be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Obviously, this would be a posthumous uh, induction for him were he to make the Hall of Fame. I'm guessing the Christensen family would be more than happy to go back to Canton to honor his memory and have his bust put there in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm telling you right now, he deserves it. And a great question. Thanks again to Mark for sending that in. If you guys have questions you'd like us to answer, we're happy to do mailbag segments more often on this show. I love getting your guys' interaction, so feel free to weigh in anytime on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. Once again, my personal uh, Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and the email address for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about college basketball. The official announcement from the NCAA Division I Council will be that BYU can begin their season right around Thanksgiving. We'll talk about this and the impact of it here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a rating and review about this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. We we like those five-star ratings. It's been really nice to see your guys' interaction with the show, what you like about it, what can be improved, etc. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us a sentence or two about what you like about the show, and a big thank you in advance for supporting us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, as we wrap up today's edition of the podcast, one note for you. I felt the note earlier on in the show, and it's a football note, that BYU and Louisiana Tech will kick off their game at 7 o'clock Mountain Time on Friday, October 2nd. The game will be televised on ESPN2. So another uh, primetime showdown or primetime matchup for BYU in a primetime slot. I'm looking forward to seeing BYU in action on that. Now on to BYU basketball. The NCAA announced that they have pushed the start of the college basketball season 
this year from November 10th to November 25th amid the global pandemic. A lot of people out there questioning, why, why'd you only delay it three weeks? Here's the biggest thing about this is that BYU, as well as a number of other universities and colleges around the country, have announced that once the uh, Thanksgiving holiday hits, students will be sent home to finish their semesters via online means, whether that's Zoom conferences or the like. BYU is doing this, and November 25th is the day before Thanksgiving. So BYU should be able to start their season with, in theory, maybe some fans in the stands at, at not Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is football season. We're talking about basketball, the Marriott Center down there in Provo. It'd be fun to have the students there for at least one game, but who knows how this is going to look. The issue is, is BYU, as it stands right now, has lost a number of what appear to be a very strong non-conference slate for them this season. Those include games against Pac-12 teams like Oregon, Utah, as well as Arizona State, because the Pac-12 has already announced that it's postponing its basketball season until January. Could that change with yesterday's revelation that they're looking at a late October start with the rapid testing program? Sure, but I have not heard anything on that front with regards to Pac-12 basketball and it makes me think that with everything already being jumbled as it is BYU may have to kind of follow BYU football's model speaking of BYU basketball in putting together putting together a schedule on the fly in terms of their non-conference schedule. It would be nice to see BYU packing as many non-conference games against high-profile teams in the, essentially what is the month of December before West Coast Conference in theory would begin, but I just look at this, and it's going to be a truncated uh, schedule for BYU in basketball this year, and it's unfortunate because you would have liked to see BYU show what they could do rebuilding on the fly under Mark Pope with some of the grad transfers and incoming talent after, what, the number 18 ranking a year ago. It would have been fun to see them face off against teams like Arizona State, Oregon, Utah. They're even supposed to play in the Junkanoo Jam in the Bahamas against George Mason, Tulsa, and Boston College. Well, who knows if that's going to happen? A lot of these uh, what they call showcase events, these tournament events that go on all over the country are being moved to the weekend of Thanksgiving. A number of them are going to be played in centralized locations like Orlando and South Dakota, of all places. Don't ask me how South Dakota has become a hotbed for basketball, but hey whatever. If you can get the games in, you get them in. And I'm looking forward to seeing what BYU can do. We'll actually have a chance to speak with Mark Pope today and we'll play some of those comments on tomorrow's podcast. He's supposed to speak with the media uh, this morning, later this morning. I think 11 a.m. is when he's speaking with the media. And we'll have a chance to get his thoughts on the announcement from the NCAA Division I Council about the season beginning on November 25th. His thoughts about how the team has looked so far. BYU's had their players back on campus working out for the better part of three months at this point and it's exciting to think about the possibilities for this BYU basketball team I think there's a lot of talent there a lot of it is unproven obviously when you had what seven or eight seniors leave the program a year ago but I think that the guys they replaced them with should leave BYU fans to be very excited about what the future potential of this BYU basketball program is I'm not going to go out there and say that they're going to be a top 25 caliber team right away again but I do think that the ability the potential, all of that is there for the BYU basketball program. The biggest issue for them is making sure that they take care of business and make sure they get on the court. Obviously, this is an ambitious schedule from the NCAA, I feel like, in terms of, well, we were going to start on November 10th. We're only going to move it back three weeks. 
I know that the idea is once uh, campuses are vacated, you could play, what, six weeks or so before the next semester begins without students on campus in theory, and that should help with getting games in. But I'm telling you this much. This virus has been crazy to track. Nobody exactly knows what's going to happen. So I respect the fact that the NCAA has put put together a plan, but I also hope that it holds together, if that makes sense. So we'll see what happens. Uh, BYU is got some games on the schedule right now that you think could be played because BYU is scheduled to play at San Diego State on on December 1st followed by a contest at Utah State on December 5th. Well, those fall after the date of when the NCAA has announced these games should begin, the season should begin. Could that help BYU get some of those high-profile games in? Sure. I hope that they hold together. I hope that some of these conferences and programs don't see it as, you know what, we're going to limit our travel and I know these are two road games for BYU you going to San Diego and to Logan, but I think it's a good opportunity for BYU despite everything going on. Let's just hope, like I said, everything moves forward and everything stays positive and we don't have a situation where they have to push the season back even further. I know that the biggest thing for the NCAA is to absolutely make sure that they have the NCAA tournament this year. Having that canceled for a second straight year, I I don't even want to think what might happen for BYU and other college basketball programs in addition to the NCAA if they didn't have that happen. Uh, One other note here is also the the maximum of 31 games will be reduced to 27 this season. So they've lopped off at least four games officially from the NCAA. So I just, yeah, I look at this and I do wonder how it'll go for BYU, but I'm also looking forward to seeing how the Cougars look this winter slash spring. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Like I said, we'll be speaking with Mark Pope later on today. We'll have some of those comments on tomorrow's podcast. And of course, it is Friday. So we'll wrap up the week in style and look ahead to a week from Saturday when BYU is supposed to host Troy in their season opener. It should be a fun one, folks. And I hope that everything is going well in your world. Stay smart, stay safe, wear those masks when you can't socially distance. And I once again, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 17th, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.